trust and faith has gone completely. The greed and selfishness is out of control. It's lawless. The Premier League is a defunct organisation. It's quite scary what's, where, where football's going. I'd be furious if I was an Everton fan. I'd feel like it's an absolute disgrace what you've done to my club. Big Six, they're bullies. Manchester City haven't been found guilty. 115 charges. What? In any walk of life, why would anyone want something like that hanging over you? The Premier League fight to death of Manchester City. It will be a fierce legal battle. You're something. listening to this, and to be fair, it's not your bag this ordinary. So I'm listening. <laughs> <laughs> I switched off for 20 minutes. Where's <laughs> <laughs> my fresh tea here? That's the award. For what? For the overlap. YouTube channel YouTube of the year. Channel of the year. The overlap. Oh, have you won it? Have you won it, Gary? You know, you know these awards, we, right? We've won it, guys. Is there, right? any, is there anyone you. who doesn't get an award? No. <laughs> yeah, but that's society now. Everyone wins. Every, every, I'm not here for awards. Which is slices in nothing. Slices in five for, with Jill as well. This is just generally for the overlap as a channel, one best YouTube channel of the year. <laughs> so it's congratulations in order for everybody. Is that, is that yeah, for just the people who do the rewalk? Yeah, because now we're People in the background. Everybody. Yeah, do the rewalk. You guys all get to go. The full team. Right, you're good. Right, well done. We're ready. Better sound. Welcome to Stick to Football, brought to you by Skybet. And this week I'm joined by Jamie Carragher, Ian Wright and Roy Keane. Jill's away this week and we're going to be concentrating mainly on Everton and your questions. Excited to be here again and write it. We've got a little bit of a fashion, fashion. Uh, discussion going on. Stick to fashion. What? Stick to fashion, Stick yeah. To fashion. So what, what is that jump route? Who's it by? I don't know who's it by. Um, Roy, did you check this label? Korshevelis or something? Probably some. Skiing? Korshevelis. I only buy stuff that everybody can buy. You know, I just look great in it. You know, what can I do? Well, talking about fashion, have you seen that one of us has been in a big modelling shoot in the last week and launched a sort of... Who's that? Who is it? What? <laughs> I saw the it. New, a big shoot. The new Adidas collection. What did you make of that, Ian? You're the sort of... I loved it. It, it was wholesome and daddy-ish. <laughs> 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 it was appealing to what audience here, would you? I just, you know, it's to, it you're walking the dog, oh. you know, in a nice gear, it's gorgeous gear. Thanks, yeah. I was, you know something, I was just, yeah, I wish I was just in the background just watching him over there do it. It looked so wholesome and beautiful. Yeah. No, was, nice, was it nice, huh? Yeah, it was you nice. It? It was yeah. nice, man. Nice gear. Yeah, lovely gear. A bit autumnal, I'd call it, like greens, khakis. Yeah. 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 What colour was the money? <laughs> you know charity. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> and talk about charity, you've been you presented a big charity awards, weren't oh. you, at the weekend with Wayne Rooney, Peter Crouch? How was that? It was good. Yeah, Ollie Mears was involved. He got up on stage. Uh, Rooney was just a last-minute one. He was in the crowd, so we dragged him up. And he, uh, so Crouchy was doing the robot, and Rooney told me a story about. Uh, remember before the World Cup, he'd have like a big gala dinner. Yeah. Beckham do, was it yeah, Beckham's yeah. gala dinner. And he said, so all the players are sat on the table with, like, you don't know them. Mm. You know, you, they've probably paid to, to go on the table. What would Rooney have been then, about 18? Yeah, he, 18. 19, something like that. And he said, this big bowl's come. And it was the soup. <laughs> <laughs> and he put his hand in it. No! <laughs> <laughs> and he spilled his oh. face. He said, everyone was looking at him on the table. <laughs> and so you, Ian, last night, you mm -hmm. didn't go down to Roy's house, which is a... Pretty rare occurrence. You normally go to Royce the Irish Stew night before, but you were hobnobbing it, it's weren't you? It's not just Irish Stew. He makes, <laughs> makes all sorts of food. Sorry, <laughs> sorry to generalise that. <laughs> yeah. With a bit of Irish music on in the back, right? Yeah, exactly. You know. No, we was. Well, I couldn't do it last night. I had to because I had to. I had to watch something last night, so I couldn't come up. I was devastated. What were you watching? So I went to the Ronnie 
premiere, Ronnie O'Sullivan. How was that? Um, it's, pro it's probably the best one I've seen for a while. It, I think the Figo doc was amazing. Um, Senna, um, Ricky Hatton, really deep stuff. But this one, because I don't know, simply because, you know, he's, he's such a, I, I genuinely understand what the word tortured genius means now, those words, what they mean now, because when you watch that, you'll see that. It's really, really... Be uncomfortable crazy. watching it, yeah. Um, in so, some instances, yeah. you, do, you do feel because this man's really battling with himself deeply. So it was, it was brilliant to watch. Brilliant, brilliant to watch. You know, one of those there, you, you genuinely feel like you're seeing something, you are behind the curtain. It's not like, oh, hang on a minute, cut, let's, let's do it. Yeah. This is it, man. This guy is, is out there. Right, so we've, uh, it is a very serious football chat as well this week. We're going to be talking about, I know, you like a bit of a laugh, don't you? Well, I don't mind it, but I know the seriousness has to come in because at some stage you're going to have to deal with the seriousness because it's getting very serious, if we're going to be totally honest, with everything that's going on with the Premier League. Yeah, with the agent stuff, with the, the, the sanctions, everything now. We're going, we're going to a place where it's quite, it's quite scary what's, where, where football's going. Yeah. Where's my hat? I can't put it on now, can I? I can't put my hat on now. Of course you can. I, 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 just, just run this. This is fine. This is, uh, this is how we work. That's oh, yeah. Now you brought, see, that's what it was missing, the outfit. Yeah. Can you see? Yeah, yeah now I can see the outfit. <laughs> Jane, what do you think? They come together? They don't come together. It's just the way I put them together. I like, like that. It, was, it had a little bit of... Um, I started seeing you wearing hats now. It had some dust on it and that, so I needed to get it lymph rolled yeah. for the TV. What's that? It's oh, like well, that yeah. You know that, yeah, that thing. And now you can see where it pops the jumper out. <laughs> Six managers were sacked at this point last year and no managers have been sacked mm. this season. Why? What's happened? Well, it's good to see, isn't it? Maybe all the clubs, if you look at the table, the teams have mm. just come up, they're all struggling. Maybe every club is probably where they're expected to be. Mm. Barham on a two towards the top. Obviously, United having a difficult spell. But you, it's good to see. It's good to see managers getting a bit of a break and uh, getting an opportunity to turn things around mm. if they see it that they're having a hard time. And, and you think it might actually continue a little bit because it's normally international breaks. You'd always fear yeah. for a manager if he's lost two or three games before that international break. Gives the club two weeks, doesn't there? A manager can come in and have a week's train and get used to sort of the goings on of the club. So but you think it's enough when someone is sacked, then it happens pretty quickly, can't we? could meet in a couple of weeks and there's two or three gone. Mm. Someone mine does go, but yeah, no, I think it's, um, it's that's great. Um, I don't know. It, it, with me, with the um, especially with the teams that come up, I've heard people saying that because the, the teams that have come up are so poor, everybody else kind of relaxed about it because as long as they do what they do, they'll probably they'll stay up. But I just think that the, now that the owners, in respects of getting rid of getting rid of managers, is, is because they're afraid of relegation. I don't think these lot are afraid of relegation because yeah. if they go down. They're getting the money for coming here. Then they'll go. Then they'll go down. And then they'll come up. And we. You're like, talking about the promoted teams. Yeah, the promoted teams. It's probably different. Yeah. I think Luton and Sheffield United would be maybe expected. Well, was yeah. it like you, you came up with Sunderland? Is it tough? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, listen, yeah, very, very difficult for promoted teams. And I think it is getting harder. I think mm. with the money involved, we look. It was a forest last year come up? You have to spend a lot, lot, lot of money. You have to go and buy that quality. Yeah. Loot never really spend that much, so they'll be spending on they'll be depending on team spirit and set pieces, which is never enough. You obviously need that bit of quality. Sheffield United haven't spent too much. Burnley have Burnley spent a, a few bob. Maybe there's expectation of them to stay up, but I think with the others. But when you get promoted, oh, it's difficult. I, I, I think what Ricey said spot on in that. Trying not be disrespectful to the teams who've come up, but I think there probably is a feeling in the Premier League that. 
those three teams have come up and found it really difficult. Really difficult. And even if you're sort of down there at this moment... You get the parachute next year. But No, but you'll also be fine. Yeah. I think most people feel like they're going to finish above. How many points do you think yeah. they'll do it this season? I, I think if you get over 30 points, I think you've got a good chance of staying mm. up. I, I'm not quite sure of the three promoted teams. I mean, maybe you can put Bournemouth in there, but they'll get too many more than 30. Yeah, they're up against it. Yeah. yeah obviously but like, even Fulham, you know, Bournemouth, maybe. Depends, is it Forest? Are they too far away, them lot? You know? No, Forest will be fine. Forest, yeah, look. Forest. Fulham? Yeah, yeah Fulham. You look Forest. at all these teams, Everton will stay up, Forest will stay up, Fulham, I think it'll be but fine. But Everton lose 10 points and stay up, that tells you where the league's exactly. at. Exactly. 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 Well, we're going to bring in a man, David Ornstein, to join us, who's going to talk us a little bit through the mm. detail of the charges that Everton have been found guilty of in the last week or so, the punishments, but also there were some pretty important votes yesterday at the Premier League and we've obviously got the Manchester City and Chelsea charges mm -hmm. looming and coming forward in the next few months. Right, Dave, we're going to start, obviously, on Everton. Uh, they're absolutely fuming on Merseyside, not just Everton fans, but I think Liverpool fans as well. Carra's made a couple of comments this week. Just talk to us and set the scene for everyone what's actually happened with Everton Football Club. Yeah, Everton's finances have been in a bad way for a long time. And so I think the Premier League have been keeping a close eye on it to the point that they actually ended up working hand in hand to try and ensure that Everton complied. Everton also say that we were transparent with them. We opened up. We, um, we agreed to sort of expedite this process and and get it seen to as soon as possible, which you could argue that others who are facing such situations have not done. Were they doing that to get a lighter, maybe, punishment or something? Because, you know, when you admit guilt, you kind of, like, get to a situation where they say, OK, so they've admitted it, so we'll go a little bit more lenient. I think they know they were in a bit of a mess. Right, right, it's right. clear when you have lost £304 million, which is way above the permitted £105 million loss across a three-year period, dating up to the 2021 to 22 season, mm. which brought about the charges or one charge of breaching profit and sustainability rules in March of this year. There's been this suggestion that the commission said that Everton didn't gain sporting advantage. I think the commission actually says they did, but they didn't intend to. And I think it's quite clear for many people to see, you know, when their final day of the season. They stay up against Bournemouth, a goal from Abdoulaye Dukure, for example, an assist from Idrissa Gay. These are players that were acquired with money that you could say Everton shouldn't have been spending. The likes of Leicester and Leeds have gone down and are aggrieved. So Everton are whacked with this 10-point penalty, which they are seething about because there's no precedent. It's the biggest penalty in Premier League Why have history. they done that? Then? Why have they gone yeah, so but I, I, I just think Everton, unfortunately, for them in the wrong place at the wrong time. The Premier League now, there's so much going on with lots of other clubs and it's a bit like we're making a stand right. and we've got to stop people breaking rules or thinking they can get away with things. So it comes back. And it's not the Premier it's the Interbank Commission, but yep. the Premier League recommended... The there was talk of 12 points, wasn't there? It ended up being 10. Everton are £20 million over here. How does that equate to 10 points mm. when you think of sort, someone like a Portsmouth who were went into administration only lost nine mm -hmm. <laughs> you know so so we can't look back to the past and say what no, but that, what I'm saying is that's that's the frustration yeah. from Everton I, th I think the thing that the frustration from Everton, Everton supporters is it's not a question of are they guilty or not? everyone mm. knows that Everton are admitting yeah. they that did. they're guilty it's the fact that 
10 points just seems so strong for yeah. this. So I understand Everton's supporters' frustration, maybe Sean Dyche and the players. But I've said, actually, on, on the overlap before, a couple of years ago, I've always felt Everton are one of the worst-run clubs in the Premier League or certainly in this country. And when you actually look at the, the books, and you can make an argument for... They're only 20 million over in this day and age. Mm. You think of the transfer fees, yeah. that go agent fees, the yeah. money. It doesn't seem a lot. Mm. But on the flip side of that, how have Everton, when they, whoever's at the top of their club and running it, looking at that thinking, and they're working with the Premier League, and when you read the report, the Premier League is saying to them, you're getting very close, mm. you're getting very close, you've got to be careful with players that you're buying. Why do they not just buy, not buy one player who cost them about 15, 20 yeah. million? Because it's cost them 10 points. It's just ridiculous they, from the actual ownership. So the actual owners of Everton and the people at the top of their, their club, for me, view, yeah. they can't be angry. You've been working with the Premier League. They're telling you how close you're getting. Mm. And then you actually still overstep it. So one, I mean, why is the thinking there? The, or do they think the Premier League would bottle it and not give them a sanction? There are multiple schools of thought on this. Some would say no club should be losing £304 million. Right? That's unforgivable in the eyes of many. Then there's a school of thought that how are you meant to um, compete with the biggest clubs if you're not allowed to spend and invest? And then there are others who are saying, yeah, they should be allowed to, but they did so badly. Um, and your point, they had repeated warnings from the Premier League. They actually had a system in place that they had to get every transfer approved by the Premier League. And... So how, how was that allowed then in the summer or maybe even going to January or the summer before when Frank Lampard was in charge where if every transfer has to yeah. go through the Premier League, how are they then almost allowed to go over the £105 million and end up at 119.5? Maybe this will come on to a future point that Gary makes a lot about real-time accounting. But at that precise point, Everton and any club in their position who wants to spend the money will be saying we'll recoup it in yeah. sales. Um, they may have been saying that before the COVID pandemic, and this is one of their um, mitigations in, in their mind, that the market was destroyed by COVID when we could have sold players. And the report refers to player X, who they felt had value and ended up being released for nothing. Those were the kind of excuses, you could say, that, that Everton gave. Um, back to the... The, the sort of transfers point. Yeah, they sold Luca Dean, for example, to Aston Villa to help with their financial fair play situation. But then went and bought two fullbacks. But then they went and bought two fullbacks. Yeah. And you could say, in the words of the commission, that that was reckless. Maybe use someone from the academy or someone who is already within your squad. Um, they will say, well, you know, we sold Richarlison for under his value. And th there seems to be this suggestion that. I'm not Tot sure Tottenham fans would be saying that. No, well, but, but, but also Tot Tot Tottenham will feel. You know, furious at the idea that that um, they've shortchanged Everton. Their role is to negotiate the best deal for them, and I think the Everton situation then serves as a bit of a warning for what might come for other clubs too, because the Premier League can't get tough on one club and not others. We must talk about the fact that the cases involving Manchester City and Chelsea are not the same as Everton's. So everybody's saying, well, that means that Manchester City will be relegated if found guilty. I don't know, because they're not charged with the same things. But it's 115. Okay. Okay. It's 115 different charges. We don't know but how the... Charges. Yeah, but it, so it, could, it, Everton, could Everton just take, just hold their hands up and take the medicine? I know not to extreme 10 points and go, it brings a bit of closure to Everton. They've had a difficult few years. 
we all think from a footballing point of view, they still have enough to stay up. Best season to take them. Yeah, mm. de definitely. If you look at it, you think they've won four games. They'll have enough to stay up and they've got a, you know, a cup game coming up. And Try and get the field mm. good factor back at the club and just take their medicine and have closure and move on and learn from their past mistakes. Roy, you make a point about why wouldn't they just take the punishment because the trust and faith has gone mm. completely and the greed. I'm not going to say corruption, but I'm going to say the greed and selfishness is out of control. It's lawless. The Premier League is a defunct organisation because they've, they've basically got 20 clubs all voting with self-interest mm. and with not the greater sort of game at heart. This has been coming for many, many years. The Super League clubs, you mentioned it the other day, I think, that the, the Super League clubs were punished. Six, six of them that tried to destroy, mm. in essence, the whole... 20, 22 million between the six. It, the whole of European football. They were, they, were, they, were, they, were, they were fined 22 million, three and a half million quid each. Mm which is an absolute disgrace and a scandal for what they attempted to do, which was the attempted murder of our game, essentially. Mm. Create a franchise model in the top game in, sort of, in, in, in the world. And this is happening month after month now. We've got these. We had, we had another two votes yesterday whereby votes were, uh, votes were held on whether you could loan from a multi-club system from another club in a different country and whether you could vote. They voted also on the sort of front of shirt sponsorship. What you're talking about, what we're talking about here, is not football anymore. And I love football, but it's starting to eat itself from the inside out. Mm. And the reason I've been calling for an independent regulator for four or five years, getting on my bandwagon, is because I think it's the only chance we've got. I'm not saying that the independent regulator is going to come in and correct all this, but we need independence, transparency, real-time financial monitoring, proper rules on owners, proper sustainability rules that are actually equalised across the game. Because, just to give you an example, in League Two, mm -hmm. you know there are four different sets of rules in League Two, League One, Championship and the Premier League for sustainability. Mm -hmm. Premier League is 105 million over uh, the three-year yep. period. In League Two, you have to basically sub submit a business plan at the start of each season. And if you are short of money, depending on your revenue from last year and you're going to propose to spend more on players, if there's a shortfall of cash, you have to put it in as the owner at the start of the season to ensure you can afford to sign those players. Also, you get stopped signing players. That is absolutely the best way mm. to go. It's, it's actually it's real-time financial monitoring in League Two. So the rules across each of the four leagues in English football are all different when it comes to sustainability. It's mad what's going on at this moment in time. I want to move on to the players mm. one, the players' vote. I have no problem with Saudi Arabia setting up their league and spending as much money as they wish, but I called for some sort of investigation into the deals that Chelsea were, were doing with, where they were dumping players off onto Saudi Arabia at the start of the season. I felt as though that, to me, just needed a little bit of a look out. You see, to smell something's not right, it's usually not right. And Roy, you, you, you played at, I think, Nottingham Forest under a multi-club ownership type model. Where yeah, but no, when I was coaching there, you mean? When, when you were yeah, coaching there, yeah. And obviously there was a connection there with Olympiacos and there was players coming and going from them and all a bit strange. And we've seen with other teams, this, going back over the years, was it Watford? We've seen Watford. Amazing, and maybe yeah. that was under the radar because maybe Watford would maybe down the championship and obviously a kind of a yo-yo club. But now we're seeing these high-profile clubs doing it and having four or five clubs and players just moving willy-nilly. It, it is... It, just, it does, certainly doesn't smell right. Yeah, of course. Who were the seven clubs yesterday that voted to allow loans between related parties in January? Just talk us through them. Yeah, so a bit of background. So after this suggestion of Ruben Neves and various other deals, a lot of consternation built within the Premier League that you've got to block the ability, said some clubs, of clubs like Newcastle. There's this 
claim that it's not being targeted at Newcastle specifically, but maybe even Forest and Olympiacos. You've got to stop the ability for clubs to um, do just each other bring a favour. Just do each other a favour. It, it, bring... Let's be clear here. It's financial financial manoeuvring around FFP. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. It, it, Let's stop. It's it's complex complex financials, but generally, exactly it's just it cheating in some ways, isn't it? It's benefiting from your associated party yeah. to help with your squad building, your team's yeah. competitiveness, and your financial situation. Yeah. Because Ruben Neves, in no normal circumstance, would move from one club to another for forty-seven million pounds and then be available on maybe even a free loan six yeah. months later. So the vote was put to um, the Premier League at this week's shareholders meeting. Um, and I was getting suggestions the closer the vote got that it was going to be a really close call because you've now got 11 clubs, I think it is, who have associated parties within mm. the 20 club Premier League. You could have two more if Manchester United's deal with Ineos gets ratified and then they'll have Nice, nice and Lausanne on their... Yeah. Um, books and Everton and Triple Seven, their proposed takeover. So that could take it to 13. In the Premier League, any rule change requires a two-thirds majority. So 14 clubs to vote in favour of it. If seven don't, then it's blocked. Any rule change. Um, in the proposed ban on loan signings into the Premier League from associated parties from January, the clubs who voted against it were... Burnley, um, Everton, Chelsea, Manchester City, Newcastle United, um, Nottingham Forest, Wolverhampton Wanderers, and Sheffield United. Eight. So, so they beat. It's never going to get through. They, I understand they, some of those, but just what Burnley? Why Burnley? So, uh, as far as I know, Burnley's view was you shouldn't make a rule change in the middle of a season. You should do it outside of the season so everybody knows and it's a fair playing field, a sort of moral view. Um, there are suggestions that they're looking Wolves. to embark, uh, that Burnley are looking to embark upon a multi-club model under their ALK ownership and so they wouldn't want uh, this sort of thing blocked. Wolves is a very good question. I got the sense within the industry that they were going to support the motion to block this um, because they don't have a multi-club model. They do have an association with Grasshopper Zurich, um, but you don't imagine they're going to be looking no. to bring players in on loan in January. So we're going to have to ask them why they decided to vote against this. If Wolves have got no, what, Grasshoppers? So what's, why have Wolves voted against it? Just throwing it to us here. Ian, yeah. are, you, are you concerned about everything that's happening at the top of football and the way the Premier League is at this moment in time? Uh, yeah, yeah. Because like the, the, way that, the way that you feel... I think I said it a, a little while, but the way the game's going, the way the, the game's eating itself, you, you're worried because it's just pure... It just feels... It's just pure greed. When, 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 when you took it... Has the greed always been there, Lady? Has the greed been there for the last 25, no, 30 it's, it's, years? It seems like it's intensified to a place like Gary mentioned, the 20 clubs and every single one of everybody's looking out for themselves. The ESL, um, when, when they tried to do the ESL, that was the one that made me, what shook me up and said, really? Is this where we are? And then you're looking at, you mentioned Wolves who kind of got no... Obvious. No obvious. Why then? So there must be something that we need... It, Mendes. The thing is, you know, I'm trying to I'm trying to make sense of it simply because it just feels, and, I, and you mentioned it earlier, how corrupt, and you don't want to say that. 
but it feels very correct. We're on the, when, when you've got clubs now, and they've got three or four clubs all over the world, yeah. world, it's like moving players, moving money, you talk about FFP, and it's also a way of saving the money. So what you've got to remember is the clubs that they've got are certainly not on the statute of the Premier League. So it's a bit like, well, OK, if we've got a young player here, he's yeah. not ready for our club, we'll put him in our feeder club. Yeah. Coach him the way we want him, and then he comes here, saves us paying 50, yes. 70, 8, 100 million pounds for a player. But the problem with it yesterday, which I don't like, which it hasn't quite happened yet, when you talk about Newcastle and you talk about Neves, and it's just almost like a rumour, when you think about Tonali, Newcastle have bought a player for AC Milan. Now, you could argue strongly, Newcastle haven't done their due diligence. They don't know enough about what's yeah. going on in this guy's yeah. private life. They've spent a lot of money and they're going to lose the player. Now, that should hurt them as a club because they haven't done things yeah, the right properly. way. Yeah. So they shouldn't then be allowed to go and get, for instance, maybe a Neves yeah. who is a £50 million player for free on a loan because they've made a mistake. If they've made a mistake, mm. they should almost pay for it, it like, like yeah. you were doing scouting but, and bringing players These in. are powerful people, aren't they? The, the clubs know exactly. the owner. Before the owners gone back, when we played, I suppose, it was sometimes it was a local guy. But mm. You're talking about governments here, aren't you? Yes. Yeah. Governments man. who've got a lot of power, obviously a lot of money, but a lot of power. This is beyond football yeah. people to mm. stop this. That's the only way. And look, I'm not... I've mentioned this a yeah, lot but I just said, Yeah, but Gary, you can't say for football people to, to stop this because... If we've got the government coming in and saying, listen, we, you need to do, we need Newcastle to be able to do this business. We need to do it because we're doing... That was when Johnson was there. Everything was going on there. Yeah, but, yeah, but it's still... That, that's, the cape, that's what I'm saying about where the game is. It's going somewhere else. You're saying that football's going to have to... How? It's already out of our if hands. If the government start getting involved, how can the Premier League even stop that? Yeah. What you, the Premier what League even stop no, that? What you told for, an independent what you, regulator what, stop it? What you'd hope for some point in the future is that good leadership will return in this country just generally, not just in football, but in, in Parliament as well. And we'll have a good government who basically bring back some sort of what would be law and some order and some empathy and some sort of what would be a social approach, which doesn't mean that we can't have an unbelievable Premier League. It just means that this type of what would be manoeuvring that we're watching at the moment, financial manoeuvring, power shifts political games that we see. I think that what's going on at the, in, at the moment in the game is really dangerous. Yeah. I think there's an acceptance that multi-club models exist and the only way to try and regulate it is to try and put fair value checks. So, yes, there are clubs who have affiliated partners and, yeah, Newcastle will feel... We've, we, Manchester City are in a multi-club model. You know, as we've said, many of the Premier League clubs are. But as, as long as they're coming in at the right value. And so they need, and this is why the proposal was for a temporary ban, the Premier League are trying to put a structure in place to assess what fair value would be for a player such as Ruben Neves. And there are many other examples. And what we've got to remember here is that if Newcastle had been banned, anyone else could have done a loan for Ruben Neves. And then Newcastle would have turned around and said, we're at a disadvantage here. Mm -hmm. Just because of our associated party, maybe Tottenham could have gone and signed Ruben Neves. And they're sitting there thinking, well, we've had the foresight, like Manchester City building up the City Football Group, to find partners at you know, great expense and intelligence and build this model. Why don't you create a fr framework that allows it but represents fair value. And that's what I think the Premier League are trying to do, and they haven't got there yet. But it's too complex for them. Yeah. They can't do it. They can't control their own mob, let alone like try and create a multi-club a multi -club sort of what would be international sort of new strategy. That's never going to happen. They're not capable of these types of things. The people in the Premier League haven't got the skill set to be able to deliver this type of operation. 
We just need to get back to basics. Real-time financial monitoring of football clubs, create what football clubs can lose each year, create what football clubs can put in as owner funding, monitor it on a very strict basis, equalise the rules all across the four leagues and make the consequences of not doing so consistent so everyone knows exactly what the, de uh, the, the damage is if obviously you're found guilty. At this moment in time, it's make it up as you go along. And that's, to be fair, the type of leadership we have just generally in the game. The Premier League is broken in terms of governance. It was broken many years ago. How did he stamp down after ESL? Mm. was unbelievable. I'd be furious if I was an Everton fan. I'd feel like it's an absolute disgrace what you've done to my club. But on the other hand, Everton have done wrong themselves. They have committed a, a sort of financial crime within the game, a sort of irregularity. So they should be punished. What they're now being is the scapegoat. They feel they're the scapegoat for what would be this sort of tougher new Premier League, which, to be honest with you, doesn't exist really. Because if it's the big six, they're bullies. They've done it to Everton. Would they have done? Would they have really done this to a Manchester United or a City or a, a Chelsea? They've not. They, they, they wouldn't probably do that. The test is ahead because yeah. Manchester so what's going to happen then? The test is ahead. Charges. Chelsea are under investigation, and so and when are these going to be brought forward, Dave? Because that's the big burning question now. I think for Everton fans to feel probably a little bit more comfortable with this result, which they might not do. Anyway, they're going to want to see what happens to Chelsea and City. Yeah, and and, and that's why we can have sympathy for the severity of Everton's punishment, we're, we're entitled to do that. And they're entitled to be incredibly um, frustrated. But until we see what happens with those other clubs, we've got no bar. Perhaps they'll be harsher with Manchester City if those charges are proven. Perhaps Chelsea will be charged. At the moment, they're not. Both, I by the say, way. Perhaps the, difference, the, difference, the difference is Everton were, we were working with the Premier League. Mm. Manchester yes. City almost like are being evasive no, with the Premier could, League. You could say, I'm playing devil's advocate. No, but here. Pep Guardiola said last season, we want this sorted out mm. as quickly as possible. Man City say, they've done nothing wrong, they've got the evidence to prove they've done nothing wrong. What are we waiting for? Yeah. If, if, if you haven't done nothing wrong and you believe they haven't, Manchester City haven't been found guilty, 115 charges, what, in any walk of life, why would anyone want something like that hanging over you? Exactly. If you're saying... We haven't done nothing wrong. Yeah. Why is it dragging on? Why? And Pep Guardiola came out and said last year, we want this sorted out as quickly as possible, as anybody would do. Yeah, well, playing devil's advocate, Everton admitted their wrongdoing. It's there in the report. And so they complied to say, let's get this over and done with. Manchester City deny any wrongdoing strenuously, and they claim to have irrefutable evidence. Where does it? So why don't they bring Where it? Where does it? Bring well, it. Well, they're waiting for the Premier League to bring the case. We don't know where where is, well, they've charged, is, is the panel, they? is the independent panel, Murray, the Premier League, Rosen, the Premier League, has he assembled the they're panel? Frightened we, to we death have... The Premier League fight to death of Manchester City. It will be a fierce legal battle. Absolutely, frightened to death of them. And, and, and there are suggestions out there that maybe it was easier to take on Everton and their lawyers than yeah, it will be, that be with Dave, Manchester Dave, City. They've Dave. already overturned... Oh, they, they, they already came through the UEFA process mm. over financial fair play. And Manchester because it was time-barred. Because it was time-barred. The Premier League... So that doesn't mean... No, the Premier League don't have a time-bar. However, you don't know that the things that were time-barred, Manchester City would have been found guilty of. This is much more complicated. And in, if you think that Everton's case of one charge ran into tens of thousands of yeah, pages yeah. of documentation, what do you think about Manchester City's with 115 charges? We should point out that Many of them were for alleged non-cooperation, which you could say, why didn't you cooperate? If you OK, let's say there's 60 of them. 
Okay, 60. Let's take Manchester 60. City will say, we're not cooperating because we don't believe in the process and the people running it, and we don't believe we've been so given what, a that, fair that's just, that, Well, I don't agree with that. And that's secondly, there are repeated charges. Long, Many of those 115 are repeated of the same charges yeah. each season, which you could say, that's even worse, but... It shows the complaint. You're listening to this, and to be fair, it's not your bag this ordinary. So I'm listening. <laughs> <laughs> I switched off for 20 minutes. <laughs> Where's my fresh tea here? <laughs> it's not your bag. Really? But does, no, does this, no, provide, is, some, does this provide some concern this for you? Quite, I know, absolutely. Just to summarise. Absolutely, but it's complicated, isn't it? So you, know, complicated. We, we, you speak to kind of people who are more experts than us. We're, we're more footballing people. Gary, you might more of an insight. You own a club, but... It's it's sad. It, you, the words we're all using. It's something dodgy going on. Is it corrupt? It's there's no end to it. If teams are found guilty, listen, they can appeal it. This I'm pretty sure this will go on for years and years. When Richard Scudamore was in charge of the Premier League, he seemed to have a firm grip of them all. In a different era, where it wasn't as politicised as mm. it is now, um, but they kind of um, there's no they, they were a unit. And when there were things to vote upon. They seem to pass each time. Until I actually feel sorry for the executive at the Premier League because I think they're actually dealing with a mob that you can't control. Okay, you look at the owners of the clubs, though. They are used to getting their own way. Absolutely. In their other businesses, they're no one says no to them. Yeah. Yeah. Why do you think you're going to start listening regarding football, football decisions? Exactly. And I've got to say, there was a second vote yesterday as well that also um, failed to pass uh, by a slightly smaller margin. This second one was about. But shirt sponsorship. Related party transaction from a broader perspective. This is seen within the Premier League as being a much bigger issue than the related party loans. That was a temporary ban proposal for one window while they try and sort yeah. out a mechanism. Mm. On the commercial deals and related party transactions, this is the precise way in which to flout you, f- FFP. you get money into yep. your club. And if you speak to the people involved in these meetings, they say that is the bigger subject than these transfers. David, it's depressing stuff, but we need to enter another depressing subject for Roy because we're going to go to the Super 6 predictions. <laughs> which I thought you were going to say the Manchester United uh, investment. No, we'll no, we, have to, we, team. Have, we, have to, <laughs> we have to close off there. Thank you very much, David. It David, was, that was amazing. Bro. Amazing. Thank thank well you. done. A pleasure. This Christmas Super 6 are rolling over the £250,000 jackpot every weekend in December. That means if the six scores aren't predicted correctly, the jackpot could be £1 million by Christmas Day. Remember, it's free to play and get your predictions in by the weekend. Another week, Super 6 predictors and please update us, Ben, on last week's scores. So, Gary, you got eight points. With oh. um, four correct results. Oh, so you're in. Oh, he's having oh, a wobble. He's having a wobble. Shh, top top talking. He's having a wobble. <laughs> <laughs> top fifteen percent, mate. In what? Of players in the country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that, oh, similar to my career. That's pretty good. <laughs> yes. So you. Uh, so let me just do that. So how come so. you giving Gary love? You didn't. Yeah. No oh, smile okay. over to our distraction. Carol wasn't here either, so I did well without yeah. him as well. Yeah. You Jill. You Thirty-five. So that's pretty Thank good. You, Thank and you, Jill. And then Roy, you got... Four. Not Roy, it was us. You keep saying oh, me. You're Roy and Ian. <laughs> you got a team. Four. <gasps> so you were... Um, long way to go, yo. I might have gone ahead a bit early. Oh. So what's his points from that? I don't like the season. You know what? Can I say something? We're so what? unlucky though, aren't we? Palace, Palace man. Everton, 3-2. I saw, I saw just a, five. I saw a guy scored a goal and I thought, I'm sure me, yeah. we had that. Big games this weekend, and Roy, I'll let you start because you're Can't slightly behind. 
I'm just still really disappointed about the low Neves. Are they low Neves or not? It's Cuba Valley playing. Don't overthink it. Come on. Don't overthink it. Draw. Draw. Nah. You think someone's going to win? What time kickoffs that? Is that is that three o'clock? Three o'clock. I think Newcastle. Three one or three two. What to Newcastle? Chelsea away from home. Obviously, Aidan Hug, brilliant game against Man City. You know, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if Chelsea lose that. I think Newcastle. Yeah. Don't know. Two nil Newcastle. Us. We, we can't wait for this any longer. Fresh it's embarrassing. Too, we nipped yeah. in, overlapped, really basically. Two nil. Chelsea aren't scoring up there. It's a long way. <laughs> it's cold. <laughs> it's cold. <laughs> Well, we're struggling with confidence, so we go 2 0. No, let's give Chelsea. You've got to go day one. Three one. Two one. Two one. Two one to Newcastle. Right, it's us first on this one. We're not hang around. Forest Brighton. Stop rushing people, Gal. It's a difficult one, that. Why is the rush? There's a fire. One one. One one. One one. Oh, sit in the fence. But you said don't overthink it, then you're overthinking it. <laughs> you are overthinking it. Can I chill? You seem a bit tense today. You're jet lagged, didn't you? Travelling. Oh, travel like, yeah. Forest at home. Tell. Forest at home, Brighton away. 85% possession, Brighton. With some vitamin Forest C. Forest on the counter. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking. Do you know I'm going to go? Tangerines at Desmond. 2 2. Let's go with Desmond. 2 2. 2 2. Tangerines are beautiful things. You only see them at Christmas, don't you? Do you? Is that us, Forest? So. Is that? Burnley. Burnley. Instead of 2 0 or 2 1 West Ham. I think West, West Ham, Ham all day. Yeah. Set piece. 2 0. 2 1. 2 1. 2 1 West Ham. 1 2. Sorry, yeah. I fancy him to win. I, I think West, West Ham will win. 1 0 West Ham. Yeah, we'll go West Ham. 1 0. Carrot. No goals. Look at the defenders over there. Play, yeah. It's a Arsenal massive hard game. one. Oh, huge game. Arsenal winning that. What time kickoff? I need, I need to know the kickoff time. Why? Half five. Night time. Yeah, I tell you. I think it's half five, is it? Have I got that right? Half five. What, is that, has it been shown in the Saturday? Ooh, Saturday kick off, Brentford. Yeah. <laughs> it's shown it. Yeah. yeah. Sheffield United, is it? 1-0 Arsenal. It's not, it's not going to be 1-0, is it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I give Brentford a goal, but I think we're going to score. Who is it? Three. Brentford. 2-1 Arsenal? Have we gone too many 2 one? Yeah, it's, it's the most popular score in football, 2-1. Mm, yeah, 2-1 Arsenal? Yeah, yeah 2-1 Arsenal. I'm going to really keep my eyes on this. Tottenham Spurs. Tottenham Villa. Oh, what a good game that is. Oh. Tottenham Villa. No, 2 1 Villa. Two, one Villa. We were going to go. Hey, go first. It was our go first. It's our go first. Oh, sorry. Jumping in. Sorry. 2 1 Villa. <laughs> <laughs> I fancy Villa to get something. Villa are good. 2 1 Villa, yeah. 2 yeah. 1 or yeah. Well, you guys. Let's score a couple. 3 1. 3 1 Villa. You said to Villa season, you didn't get Villa, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> okay, get some now. Carry well, we should change your mind, yeah. I said, fifth. I said fifth, you had no chance. <laughs> uh, look you, at Carrots thinking. Go hang on. Oh, yeah. The Tottenham won't win that. Two no. Villa. Win. We'll go 3 1 Villa. Yeah, good wow. shout. If they beat Villa, they won't score. Yeah, no, it's never And then this one, Everton Man United, is a tough one. Everton. I've got a clue. I'm going to go Everton. Fall into that. Everton. Yeah. Yeah, the atmosphere. I think, honestly, you can't not. You can't not win this United, especially but, but because the atmosphere it won't turn, it won't turn Everton into fucking Barcelona. You it's know not. I mean? I'm not saying it will, but like it will know, be. When a, when simply same players. After Twenty minutes. It's a game of football. Isn't it? Yeah, exactly, oh, Gary. Right. Exactly. Very and it's sensible. Man 
Yeah, but you don't think with your United glasses on. This is not this Everton side with how they're going to feel with this against this United. I fancy him. I'll go. I'd go three, know, three, one, three nil Everton. Then Banos will get heavy after 15 oh, minutes. Exactly. Down, yeah. like, if United right, scored a first you, goal, they'd be booing them. Can we? What's it called? Can we just check? Like, see, I said three 0 Everton. If it comes to three 0 then you have to do something. Yeah. You have to buy me a car or something. Buy me a car or something. The worst I'll go for is a draw, Cara. Yeah, I don't. I don't think Man United will win that. Go one-one. Yeah. I'm not going. I think United will win. I don't, I'm not going to dig you out because obviously you're, you're murdering us, you're hammering us. But, like, no, but Everton are down now and everyone boring. thinks because they've had bad news, they'll turn up and be like fucking Barcelona or you know, able to turn But they are in good jump. form, aren't they? But can I, they're doing that bad. But can Listen, I say, away from home, yeah, our home's still a bit dodgy. I think against this United side, with that kind of, depending if they keep that Fancy, pressure, I think, yeah. they beat, I think they beat them. I'd go 2-1 Everton. Wow. I'd go, yeah, 3-1 Everton. What, <laughs> keep you, going. You do, you do. <laughs> They conceded four last week, uh, United and Fjord. 2-2. Two, two, two. Two. I would say 3-2, Everton. Go Excellent. 2-2, yeah, go on. Excellent. It's going to be 3-2, I guarantee you. I bet it's going to be 3-2, you're going to be... When was the last time Everton scored? Did it it doesn't make no difference. This is a different... <coughs> we're going into un uncharted ben, waters now. incredible work. Thank you, as ever. We'll see you next week. We should check that you're doing it properly. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. I just don't like the way you just come in and you're yeah, all over carry all I just believe in him. So this is the listeners' questions section, and we've got the first question. Big game of the weekend between Manchester City and Liverpool. Who do we see winning, Roy? City. Comfortable? No, no, not comfortable. But you ask me, I'm mm. fancy. No, fancy. Oh, I was fancy City. Without Haaland, maybe? It'd be all right. It'd be all right. Will it? Yeah. I'm going to go Liverpool. You think Liverpool can win I that? I think so, yeah. I know, I'm, I'm feeling a little bit... Um, Cheeky. No, no, it's not even that. It's just that I feel that um, Liverpool, the, the, defensively, I think they should have conceded more by mm. now. When the keeper's amazing, some people's missed some chances, but I just think that midfield with Ender and Zabozlai and McAllister with Salah in unbelievable form and Nunes and, and Diaz, whoever it is. Or... Liverpool's record's really good. I just, I just think that... Not at City, it's I think it's starting... Away at City. Is it away? I still once in the last eight years. I still feel that... Against the City? No, I, I still feel like th this is a this is a good one for Liverpool. Mm. I think this, I, I fancy Liverpool. You're in a strange mood today. I'm not. City, no, no, Liverpool no, no, win, Cara. You fancy Liverpool to beat City? I think it'd be tough. I think I think the best Liverpool will get was a, will be a draw. I think it'd be tough. Liverpool's record there is poor. Uh, I'm right he's, when you talk about defensively. Mm. They got the for me they've got the best goalkeeper in the world, Liverpool. Yeah. And I think they'll definitely need them. And Liverpool's defensive record is actually really good this season. I think Virgil Van Dijk has been. Not far away from his yeah, best yeah. Uh, this season, but I do still think there are chinks in the armour in terms of maybe in the yeah. fullback position. Daddy Robertson's out. We know Trent in that midfield going back to fullback. I'm thinking of Doku coming up against them, and also Liverpool defensively in midfield still haven't really got that top class number six. So I, I think it'll be difficult defensively for Liverpool. So I think the best they get to draw. But you think they'll probably lose? Final question. Next week we've got a very special guest coming on. He's one of the great sportsmen in his field, but he's a maverick. Mm. Who was the best maverick that you played with well, or saw? For me, obviously, I think the best I played with was, was, was probably Burkamp. Um, best I saw was, was Zidane um, in the way he played. I, I didn't get to see Maradona. I've seen Messi. I probably have to say Messi's probably. Maverick, isn't he? That's probably the best I've seen. But Burkamp. is Maverick mad? Like Maverick, uh, yeah. Maverick's Maverick's a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Oh, ma mad. Oh, Maverick. Yeah, you 
quite... You're in that category. Am I a maverick? <laughs> 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 I'm sorry, you know what it is? I'm, <laughs> <can't even> <laughs> I'm so used to just going to autopilot on who's the best player you've got. I don't yeah. know if I'm a maverick, man. He's I'm delighted with that, yeah. yeah. I'll take it, though. <laughs> was Eric? Was yeah, Eric? Absolutely. Eric was, yeah. Eric's probably... Gaza. Gaza's a maverick, Jesus. Suarez for me, Philip. Suarez, yes. Yes. Eric was... I was can, I, Eric, can I throw in Robbie Eric Fowler as well? Can I throw in the... Who? The Groudster. The Groudster. <laughs> the Groudster. <laughs> Who's that? Who? Robbie Fowler, man. He's a maverick, bro, for me. I'd say Eric it's was one of the, the best finish I've ever seen. ultimate maverick. Yeah. Even you know the celebration know. against Sunderland, yeah. the chip when he just turned yeah. round. It was it was but, majestic. But even away from football, you look what he's doing now. You're not surprised. Well, is, he, is, he, is, he, is he a singer now? Or did he do some? No, it was an, it's actor, just singer. You, you know what about when he just movies, he just stopped? Do you remember when he, yeah, he yeah. just got the announcement? I've not seen any, he's just but, retired. <laughs> Gal, what was it like when all of a sudden you just got Eric Cantona's just retired? Bam. But think, just like that. I think that's the maverick yeah. in him. He just walked out. We weren't that surprised, right? Well, no. we just thought he's capable of that. It, it, it was after the Dortmund game. He, he was so he was so obsessed with Europe, wasn't he, Eric? And yeah, and, well in Europe. I think. Gary, I think there was an issue with his contract. I think there was right. something definitely yeah. wrong with his contract in the background that he was. Right. I think it was vexed about. Pissed off with, yeah, wow. definitely. You wouldn't have thought that he would have been someone at Man United that they'd have a problem with any yeah, kind no, of contracts. No. Jesus, oh, hey, don't get me started. What a, <laughs> what a terrible, <laughs> terrible decision. He had a choice to make Eric or me, and they gave me the, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the budget. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Right, brilliant episode. Great to see you all, and we're missing Jill this week, but she'll be back with us uh, in a couple of weeks. Mm -hmm.